This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We all know the dangers of texting and driving, and yet many drivers still refuse to put their phone aside while driving or while at stop signs and stop lights. So how about this as an idea? A bill at Queen's Park has passed second reading. It's a private member's bill that would see text-safe zones brought in on the side of the road in certain areas of the highways across Ontario. The idea is to allow drivers to pull over if they need to text someone. And it's, it's not the first time that it's come up as a concept. In fact, a similar law is already in place in New York State, which also has the endorsement from several insurance agencies. Steve Key from the Insurance Bureau of Canada joins us in studio to talk about the bill. Uh, we need to give credit, Steve, to uh, Vic Fideli for bringing up the idea. I think this is a great, uh, a great, a great idea. Uh, first of all, I, I noticed these when I was down in the States, in New York State, and I thought, well, what, what a wonderful way to not only have a place to stop, but also to reinforce that message. And I think the idea of doing that on Ontario roads, where we already know, and we, we see time and time again just the tragedies caused by distracted driving. We need to do something, and this is is definitely an area where they're showing leadership at Queen's Park to try to bring something like this to our roads. Let's talk about distracted driving deaths. They've surpassed impaired driving deaths on Ontario highways. Hard to believe. Hard to believe, maybe, but, uh, you know, three out of four people admit to being distracted behind the wheel at some point, and and we know that you're 23 times more likely to crash if you're you're texting and driving. You take your eyes off the road for any amount of time, and you travel a a, a great deal of distance. This doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, we we've often said that 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 texting and driving is sort of the new drunk driving. And yet, there it doesn't quite have that stigma yet as getting behind the wheel drunk. No, because We've made drinking and driving socially unacceptable, and that's, that's come from years of hard work by a lot of really devoted organizations and people. The texting and driving phenomenon is relatively new, if, if you think about it. And, I, you know, I've talked about this. I don't think I texted for the first time maybe until 2010. Uh, so this is new. We're talking six, seven years, and that we, you have to look at the cycle of what happens and see the numbers, but this has just rapidly increased the, uh, the impact, and, and, and something needs to be done and continue to be done, not only to enforce something like a zone, but to reinforce the fact that this is, is, uh, is certainly a bad thing to do. So the signs would be on the highway saying texting zone five kilometers ahead or something like that? And then once that you come to the area, what would it look like? Well, I think it would be just an area. I think it can be simply done. You can just have somewhere where you're able to pull off. And I think in terms of our roads and our highways that are already busy, if you think of the 400 uh, series highways here in, in Ontario, uh, there would need to be space and good access to get people on 
and off the road. Because, again, you're slowing down. That could cause a traffic disruption. You're, you're starting to merge back in after stopping. That could cause a disruption. You'd have to have it in areas where it's, it's away from other things, away from other a- exits. That's where the great planners come in, and they try to figure out where these things would go. Right now, we already have – technically, we have stops. If you think of the, the different en routes along the highway where you can stop – Maybe these are things that you can put in between and continue to reinforce with messaging so people know, hey, I've only got 10 minutes to go before I can, you know, I can stop and do this. Now, since it is a progressive conservative private member's bill, how likely is it to come to fruition with the majority liberal government in place? Well, you know, it, it's, it's funny with any kind of private member's bill, if you don't have the support of the House, uh, it, it's not going to pass. But I think in something like this, I don't think there's anyone sitting over at Queen's Park that wouldn't agree that we need to be safer on the roads. If this doesn't get uh, full support, I'd be really, really surprised and very disappointed. Well, Vic Fideli pointed out uh, last week that it actually had passed second reading a previous time, and then the legislature was prorogued. Wasn't that right? So it was en route. And this is what happens to a lot of private members' bills. And th- that's right. And and there's a there's a process that goes into it. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about government relations over the last couple of years, and, and uh, private members' bills go in there and then they have spots in the calendar when they can they can do their second reading and debate. Uh, so it does take time, and that's part of our legislative process. Uh, but we know that there will likely be an election in 2018. Uh, I would hope that they're able to fast-track something like this and get it through in 2017. Right. We still have a year and three or four months before the next election. Well, you know, when you're a politician, when you're elected, your job is to start to get reelected. So that process is ongoing all the time. So do you think, our Zoomer radio listeners, that this would discourage drivers to refrain from texting and driving, having texting zones on the sides of the highways? Do you think it's a great idea? Do you think it's workable? 416 866-740-4740. Join the conversation with me along with Steve Key from the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Let's go to John in Niagara. John, what do you have to say about this? Hi, Jane. And nice to hear your voice. Thanks. The first time I'm talking with you, I spoke with Dale a few times before. Uh-huh. But the first, before I go anywhere, I enjoy your show in the morning with uh, um, <coughs> Eva and... Um, and Neil, and, uh, yep. And Neil and so on. Fantastic. Thank you. However, going on this, um, I was listening to to the guy uh, right now. That's not going to resolve the problem. Jane, they talk everything except what they should talk about. These politicians, they should be all hanged themselves. Excuse my words. In order to, to refrain this, this texting and so on, when you are sitting on, uh, on, uh, on the drive side of the car in front of the steering wheel, they should put something over there that you should not receive any signal and you should not be used that, that, uh, the cell phone. These things can be resolved. Instead of finding, uh, uh, finding you, that you, are, that you are using the cell phone, they should find the company who uh, brought this device. If they have enough brain to, uh, to, uh, to develop this uh, device like that, they should have enough brain to put something inside of the steering wheel. Nobody should be able to get into it. 
uh, that thing should cut you off by using the cell phone. Okay, John, I thank you for your call. Let's get Steve Key to weigh in on that. What about technology that's being developed? Well, that, that's, that's a very interesting point and something I've, I've thought about over time. We make our cars more interconnected uh, right now, and, and you, you talk about some cars that have Wi-Fi in them, and that, that scares me to a point of saying what is possible. No matter what you do, it is your choice behind the wheel whether or not you're going to use that. Could there be technology to block something in the vehicle? Likely, yes, but then maybe that would also block you from making a 911 phone call in, the, in, in an emergency situation. I think the best thing to do is to take that phone and put it away somewhere, lock it up in, in your glove box or put it in the back seat and keep it away. Uh, but this is, again, it's a public education and, a, and almost a recalculating of how we live our lives and what we do. And uh, any technology, there's always workarounds. Let's go to Jerry in Scarborough. What would you like to add about these text-safe zones that are being proposed? Well, one thing that I know and I see, like 680 uses that on television, where the, the gentleman talks and, the, and what he talks comes up on the screen, why can they not implement the same program with your cell phone so that you talk into your cell phone and it comes up on as text on the, the person that you're calling? So with ones that have the, the, the on-screen the, the, in the, built into the car, all they do is press a button and they just talk, and what they're saying comes up on the, where they're calling on their screen. Okay, let's get Steve uh, Key to respond to that. But, but my main thing, hang yeah. on, my main thing is you're talking about the on route. On routes are too far apart. I drive tractor trailer and I'm on the highway every night, and they're too far apart. And secondly, they're so ill, Ill properly built. The designers of think should take a trip to Pennsylvania and take a look at some of the tr- rest areas for both the trucks and the cars. They have laundromats, they have vending machines, they have everything there for a person to stop and rest for several hours. And they're beautiful. What we have there is a parking lot that's 99% full of tractor trailers all over the place and practically no room for the cars. All right, Jerry, you got to let Steve yeah, get in we're here. We're getting Let's, a little, yeah. just, uh, now, you know, I appreciate that. And I know how difficult it is to, to, to drive the roads of this province and, you know, appreciate the, the work you do. However, uh, what the point I was making is that you have the on-route stops. You can remind people in between that it, it is a natural progression, natural break. You know, as a taxpayer in Ontario, we don't want to incur huge amounts of money to, to change this, yet we want to, we want to make it work uh, better. The other thing you were talking about there was about, uh, you know, a text display of some sort, which is available on most phones right now. But the argument I'm going to come back with you is that any distraction... And that could be, Jerry, anything simple from you having a coffee in your hand to, to hitting your, 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 your radio could be a distraction. We need to keep our eyes and our focus completely on the road. 416-360-0740, We're talking about text safe zones, an idea, a private member's bill, which has passed second reading at Queen's Park and possibly could come to fruition before the next uh, election in June of next year. Cameron and Vaughn, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Uh, yes. Uh, I'd like to comment about uh, the say, uh, text-free zone. Yes. Uh, how much is that going to cost uh, the, the province to implement something like that? And that's not a bad question, Steve, because, I mean, we do have to, we have to expense these types of ventures out. 
And that was, uh, that was part of the point that, that I was making about uh, as a taxpayer and how much is, is this going to cost. There is also a cost to the, the, the human cost and the toll it takes uh, when we lose people and uh, the cost overall to the system. Uh, I think if the government was smart and they work with the Ministry of, 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 of Transportation, you're looking at ways to incorporate it into the roads that they are right now. I would hope that they could be done in a cost-efficient manner. Uh, I think signage is, is something to remind people, and that is probably a cheaper alternative. And we use the natural exits that are already on the roads right now. Well, even if you don't pull over and use the text zones, it's a reminder to you seeing those signs that texting is something you do when you are not driving. That's correct. And and uh, I know that in the States, into New York, and I've, I've gone across and down towards Waterdown and, and, and to Syracuse, that there are actually dedicated areas almost off, and they, they have the easement across from the road. So there is space built into that when they were building the highway. In Ontario, I don't know if we have that availability right now. Let's go to Ken in Etobicoke. Hi, Ken. Yeah, hi. Hi, Jane. Um, I thought it was 20 years ago, like traveling down to Halifax where our son lives, or even if you go to Miami or you go down 95, you go anywhere in the United States or going down Highway 20 in Quebec, they have rest areas. And we have the on routes, and they're very far apart, and they're loaded with food plus gas stations. Why don't they have, in between those on routes, have rest areas where a truck driver or a car, if you're feeling a little bit tired, just go in there and you sit there for 20 minutes and get on your way. And who should pay for this are the en route people who say you cannot put on, like, I cannot put on a restaurant on the highway. I think they have the, uh, they have the, uh, they have the ruling of that. I'm trying to get the word for that. But they, let them pay for these rest areas just off of Farmer's Field. Pull in there, do your texting, or have a sandwich and get on your way. What about that, Steve, well, incorporating private enterprise to pay for part of the cost? You know, that would, that would be a, a great idea. Then you could look at ways of potentially sponsorship or other signage that might go with something like that. You know, those things are always possible. I'm sure that uh, the people that want to implement something like this will look into a number of scenarios to have this uh, sort of a cost-neutral uh, basis. Uh, you know, we can talk about these things as well, but again, as taxpayers, we know the burden that's already on us, and I think we, we want to see uh, things that are good, but we also want to see things that are not going to cost us any more. Would text-safe zones be something that would uh, prompt insurance rates to come down? Well, insurance rates, uh, the premiums are based on, on the claims activity. In Ontario, we, we pay the highest rates anywhere uh, in the country. Uh, part of that is tied to the fact that we have huge uh, amounts of claims and collisions and 9 million drivers on the road. Uh, so as a result, if, if we can find a way to reduce some of this activity and uh, reduce uh, the claims and the collisions, yeah, insurance rates will come down. It, it, there's, there's no doubt about that, but it's a long process. And what about in, in recent years, just to, as we wrap up here, uh, there has been a lot of talk um, initially prompted by calls from the NDP, uh, leader Andrea Horvath. Uh, she would, she was saying before uh, when we had a minority government that she would bring down insurance rates. Uh, the Liberals say that they have. What is the reality in that situation? Well, uh, rates have, have come down. And you know, the call was to bring uh, 
prior to the last budget was to bring insurance rates down 15%. And that number is is hovering around 10% since then. If you put the cost of inflation up there, you're probably close to 15. If you look at a number of companies, they've uh, decreased their rates more than 15%. So, uh, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. It, it, it all works out. I think if you are concerned about how much money you pay, and we all think we pay too much for insurance, uh, there's always opportunities to shop around or really look at what's in your policy and see if you need everything that's there. And yet you'll hear people say, oh, there's collusion. You know, every, every place I call, the, the, it's basically the same price. It's a competitive market, and I'm, I'm a big believer in asking a lot of questions, asking questions of your insurance representative, and don't be afraid to pick up and go to the, the next company if you feel you're going to get a better deal. And for those of us who are 50-plus, do we uh, well, and we they, have a clean driving record, are we, are we getting the lowest rates in the province? Well, Jane, I don't want to admit to being 50-plus, but uh, <laughs> uh, certainly there's, uh, there are some benefits to that. It's all actuarial science and, and young drivers. Unfortunately, those under 20 are the ones that are impacted with high rates. And then that starts to go down in, in, as, as you get older uh, and, and you're at your prime, your prime stage right now. Are our younger drivers driving smarter than we were at the same age? Well, if you look at some surveys, many of them believe they can text and drive. Many of them take chances that they shouldn't. Uh, I have a 20, oh, I have to admit, I have a 26-year-old on the road. Uh, I think he's a good driver, but He's also heard from me over and over and over again, so he better be a good driver. Absolutely. <laughs> Steve, thank you. Always nice to see you. You too, Jane. Steve Key from the Insurance Bureau of Canada. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.